The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. There's a common theme in all three readings today. I'm not sure if you caught it. The first reading in Exodus, we hear the Lord say, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. St. Paul, in the second reading, tells us, For the temple of God, which you are, is holy. And then our Lord in the Gospel says, Be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. All three readings exhorting us to holiness, to strive to live a life of perfection. But what does holiness look like? Thankfully, we see it in the lives of certain people, the saints particularly, And I hope you've had the experience, more than one time, of reflecting deeply upon your own life after being inspired by another person's story of holiness. For me, me, this often happens when I read about the lives of the saints or another person who reveals God's love and holiness in a powerful way. And when preparing for this homily, I came across the stories of two people, two people that I had read about and learned about in the past, and I came across them again in my research for this homily, two people who show us what holiness looks like. The first person, I think I preached on them, him a while back, Cardinal Francis Xavier Von Tuan, who was a bishop in Vietnam, and the second person, I think she spoke here several years ago, Immaculee Ilabagiza, who lived through the Rwandan genocide. I won't go into detail about their life stories because it would take too much time, but I want to highlight examples from their lives 
as to why they cause us to reflect deeply upon our own lives and really lead us to how to ponder how we can grow in holiness. In 1975, Cardinal von Tuan was arrested by the communists and placed in solitary confinement for 14 years. He was arrested because of his faith. In his, in his book, he talks about how the prison guards initially treated him very, very poorly. And he was hurt because in his heart, he wanted to try to befriend the prison guards. And a thought came to him one day, Francis, you are still very rich. You have the love of Christ in your heart. Love them as Jesus has loved you. And so he continued to show God's love to these prison guards. He would smile at them. He would speak kind words to them. He would tell them stories about his travels throughout the world. And eventually, their hearts began to soften towards him. He was winning them over. He shares how one guard allowed him to make a wooden cross, even though religious symbols were strictly forbidden. You see, Cardinal Von Tuan, by the way that he lived, by his holiness of life, caused these guards to reflect upon their own lives and to change. When the Rwandan genocide began, Immaculée Elabagiza was sent away by her family to the house of a local pastor, a friend of theirs. She and seven other women hid in a very small bathroom for three months while the genocide raged on. And while in hiding, her whole family, except one brother who was out of the country, was killed in the genocide. While in hiding, Immaculee was struggling with profound anger. How could she pray the Our Father in those words of forgiveness when she couldn't really forgive the people who were committing these atrocities? But eventually, through prayer and meditation and the rosary, she came to be able to love and to let go of the anger. And after the genocide, Immaculee was in a refugee camp, and she was led to the man, now imprisoned, who killed her family, overcoming the anger that she held in her heart for so long. She looked at this man in the eye and said to him, I forgive you. In the Sermon on the Mount, which we just heard in the Gospel today, a continuation of last week's Gospel, Jesus shows us a new way to live. He shows us what holiness looks like. Jesus doesn't just teach the new way to live. He is not just simply teaching behavior modification. Jesus came to bring us new life, and he lived this new life, particularly in his passion and death. Remember, he himself forgave the people who crucified him. In his passion, he loves and forgives. And so Jesus tells us to love our enemies. Each Christian is meant to live this new life so that we spread the kingdom of God in the world. All the examples that Jesus gave in the gospel today are meant 
for us to live so that we can help people to reflect upon their own lives. Jesus says, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. He tells us to be perfect. As I said, we hear in that first reading too, be holy. St. Paul says you are holy because you are the temples of the Lord. Holiness then is meant to be reflected in the way that we live our lives. By the way that we live, we are meant to prompt people to reflect on their own lives, just as Cardinal Bantuan and Immaculee did in their lives. By living the new life Christ has come to bring us, we are meant to lead other people to ask the question, how am I living my life? How can I live my life more fully like that person? The Cardinal and Immaculate are examples of people who cause us to ask these questions, who stop us in our tracks, cause us to ask, am I living the new life that Christ came to give me? Am I living a holy life or striving to? Jesus intended his disciples to change the world by the spreading of the kingdom. The way that we change the world is by the way that we live, by our lives. By the way we live, do we cause people to reflect upon their own lives? By the way we live, Do we inspire people to want to follow Jesus, to be a friend of the Lord? By the way we live, do we make people desire to live the new life of holiness that Christ came to bring us?